great day with great sunshine and warmth on the way. Great worship, wonderful music, great artwork, and great words from God. You heard them, and we think about them as you're seeking. Number six, you've been counting. Number one, picture of Jesus to cleanse us, to wash away all of our sin. Another picture to forgive. Remember, not to hold a grudge, not to seek revenge. Another picture of Jesus and reflecting on us. And then Jesus the healer. Do you notice these are in alphabetical order, by the way? Who heals us, body and soul. Jesus, the high priest that we considered last week, who gave us the ultimate sacrifice and continues to pray, to intercede for us. Wednesday, justify. That's what Jesus has done for us before God. Today, picture this. Jesus, a giver of life. Life. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God the Father, we remember. And the Spirit was hovering over the water. The Spirit of God was there as well. And then remember from chapter 2, the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Life. Life from God. And in the beginning, John begins his gospel the very same way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word? the Son of God, the one who John describes later, who gave, who became flesh. The Son of God, through him all things were made, verse 3 says. In him, John goes on to say, was life. The Son of God, he too was a part of creation, of the giving of life, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the entirety of God stood and stands behind life, the giver, all present and accounted for, all creator. That's why St. Peter could speak in the book of Acts when he spoke to people. He could point to part of that trinity, well, part, all of it, and he said, Jesus is the author of life. That's how you, that's how I got here. The 15th of February, 19, <coughs> life outside the womb began for me. Life outside the womb. And add to that nine months of life within the womb. It all started. A gift for me, to me, one that only God could give and one that he did. There, there's nothing more precious than that when I stop and think about it. You, too, life the breath of life within you. And this is unique. This is different. Your life, mine, totally different than any other living being on the face of this earth. 
Do you remember day six? God created all the animals, all the living beings. And it was on the sixth day that God also created humans. But it was a separate act of creation. It was unique and special because God breathed into the nostrils of man and man became a living being. Chapter 2, verse 7. The breath of God, the life of God, brought life to clay, created Adam. That life shared from God to human beings, uniquely, wonderfully, Jesus, the very Son of God. You know what he's all about? He's all about life. Life. That's what his life was all about. His ministry, his public work, all about life. What did he do time and again? He healed. He brought life. He renewed life in people. He found the sick and he gave them life. The injured, the lame, those who were speechless. Life came back to them in some significant ways. Emotional well-being to be sure as well. And life restored. Remember, Lazarus, right before his passion, dead Lazarus was. Jesus gave him life again and raised him from the dead. But that's the problem, you see. There's life, but then there is death, which for the moment changes everything. Life changed dramatically. I don't know, but there wouldn't have been death without something important. But death entered and everything changed. And you remember when it happened. First Eve and then Adam crossed the line. They ate the forbidden fruit that God said, don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And if we're beginning to think that, well, that wasn't such a big deal, really. I mean, transgressing a command, sure, that's wrong. For them, yes. For us, well, St. Paul makes it pretty clear. He wrote in Romans chapter 5, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may have life. And he spoke very clearly when he said, all of us, when Adam and Eve sinned, all of us fell into sin. We wouldn't have understood that apart from the reality given to Paul to pass on to us. We also fell into sin. To understand that the wages of sin is death. Or as Ezekiel put it already in Old Testament times, the one who sins is the one who dies. Life changed. Because of sin, it has an ending point. And it's huge. It's not just minor transgressions. It's not just doing wrong and, and failing to do right. No, sin is a power. Sin is a condition. A condition that sets us spiritually dead before God. Not just weaknesses, not just failures, not just mistakes, but a power that sucks the life out of us. 
and leads our bodies to die and our souls our souls too experience such death but but that's not the end of the story i trust you know that and if not hear it not the end of the story because there's more to life because god designed more to life there is life with a capital l capital i capital f capital e i spelled it right didn't i life I mean, life and, and life. That's what Jesus is about. He was part, the Son of God was part of the creation of, of life where we breathe the air. But Jesus is also all about capital life. What did he say? I am the way. I'm the truth. I am the life. So, okay. Here we are a year later. A year later with COVID and COVID has changed what some people say everything it certainly has changed a lot and I don't like it I trust you don't like it either well so does life in Jesus change everything but I love it I'm grateful for it and I trust you are as well Everything has changed with Jesus. Born again. Born again, a, a new life. St. John could write in his first letter, whoever has the Son has life. Life in all of its fullness, you heard Jesus say, as he described himself as the good shepherd. I've come to give you life, life in all of its fullness, which, which means, I mean, there is existence. Great gift in itself. But all of its fullness... Jesus opened the door to life in all of its richness. That's what Jesus is about. February 15th, I got life. February 18th, 19th, <clears throat> I got new life. New life through water and the Spirit. God meets us where we are in life and in spiritual death. But he doesn't leave us there. He doesn't leave us there. He changes us. He gives us the fuller dimension of the life he intended from the very beginning. Life in Christ. The full life. The rich life. The better life. Life in all of its fullness. We have, by God's grace, a life that goes beyond anything else. A life that we received when we were blind, when we were dead. When we were enemies of God, you heard it in Ephesians 2 a few moments ago. We're restored. In 1 John, 1 John says in chapter 5 that when we believe in Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. Eternal life. But more than that, listen, we have it. We have it right now. We've got life, we've got the fullness of life in Jesus, which is an eternal life. The second dimension of that life with a capital L. We have it. We have it now, eternal life, but there's more to come. Remember, going back again to the Garden of Eden, God put two trees there, and he said, don't eat. Well, Eve and then Adam ate. They sinned, they fell, and they were expelled dead in their relationship with God. 
God closed off the Garden of Eden so they couldn't come back and eat of that second tree, the tree of life. I often scratched my head and wondered about that. Why? It's because of God's goodness. He didn't want them, he didn't want us to live as sinners forever eating of the tree of life. But guess what? Read the whole story, Genesis to Revelation, chapter 22. Guess what is in heaven? That second tree, the tree of life, watered by the water of life. And then and there we get to eat of the fruit of that tree, the tree of everlasting life with God forevermore. Jesus is the life giver, the life we enjoy, the existence. But it's more than an existence. It's an eternal life here and now with more to come, down payment now for eternity. So, so what now? What does this mean? As Martin Luther often said, well, here's your homework. Two things to do. Number one, start out by appreciating, valuing life and, and thanking God for this life and for the eternal full life that he has given us. God has done that for a purpose, you know. He didn't just breathe into our nostrils to give us life. He didn't just send Jesus to defeat death and to open the way to full life. Not only that, he put us here for a purpose, a reason. We're not an accident in God's economy. We are created by him for meaning. And that's the second thing you need to do if you haven't already. Figure out what to do with that eternal life here, here and now. Maybe you have. That's great. Maybe it's only time in your homework to verify what that's all about or perhaps to discover it. It takes time. It takes work. God works within you, but you've got to do that job. What to do with his double gift of life? Figure out your life within the context of life with the capital letters. And find not just what you want to do, not just your supposed purpose in life, but look for, find, embrace, and live the life, the life that God gives. Or as, as Moses said to God's people, you heard it, choose today, choose life, choose it, and then live, live by the Spirit. Now, there's a striking picture of God's love, right? Add that to your photo album of Jesus and to your life. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Let's speak of the life that God gives in Jesus' 